You are listening to Dad Bods Podcast. Enjoy and remember to always cash tickets. Welcome everybody to the Dad Bods Podcast, episode number 94. And no, we're not going to talk college football this time. We're going to be talking NFL football as it's back. Week one starts tomorrow, Thursday with the LA Rams. Going up against the Buffalo Bills. Can't ask for a better game. I am Guns Picks, joined with my brother in arms. It's the gun. It's the lock. It's the gun in the lock. Lockbets.net. What's going on, my friend? What the heck's up, Guns? What's going on, America? Thanks for tuning in. Um, I'm, I am so freaking pumped for tomorrow. Uh, college was like the teaser. I'm still stuck in Oklahoma somehow. Uh, You're still tailgating. Pud must have left me at the side of the road because I thought he was picking me up. I, I I did I did check for the Ubers. They weren't taking. There was no Ubers going in into uh, 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 Boone Pickens Stadium for some no. reason. No, no, I think they all they all like quit for some reason. I don't know what happened. I tried to get the hookup from Pun. He won't answer my DMs anymore. He won't even answer my texts. Uh, yeah, I think he changed his number too. I, I I don't know. I think he may be ignoring us completely. To be honest with you. He's really changed. If you're yeah. watching out there, you've changed. Now I'm just messing. But seriously, um, phenomenal weekend of college football. I mean, it was great to have that back. But there's something nice, nothing, something nice about a Thursday night football game. Two of the most elusive offenses in the entire league. I mean, I've been loving Josh Allen as MVP for like the last four years. Is this year the year? I don't know. It starts tomorrow. Starts tomorrow. All right. Yeah, we we shall see. So we have a jam packed show. Uh, I don't want to. I mean, I love the banter with you, my man. But we, I mean, we got packed. We're gonna go through basically in this show. Yeah. So we're gonna go through every division. We're gonna give you a little bit of a breakdown. Teams we see. Uh, The chat is open. So if you if you got stuff to say, you got questions or anything like that, we'll we'll bring them in as we go. Um, But we want to talk about every division. Not every team, but just teams that we like here and there. Give you a few plays as far as the win totals are concerned. Maybe we'll give you a few division winners. Maybe we'll give you a Super Bowl winner in the process. But that's kind of like the direction that we're going with this. So, I mean, and then we have a special guest coming in at 9 p.m. to talk a little bit of touchdown props. I could give you a little bit of clue who we're bringing in. Uh, It's a regular on the show. Um, But, man, are you ready to get this started, Locke? Oh, we lost you. Are you muted? You're muted. I'm ready. You're ready. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Let's let's start with the top of the AFC. And I'm not talking about the best of the division. I'm just saying when you look at your uh, newspaper, that is the first division that you see. And I'm talking about the AFC East. Now, the AFC East is a little bit interesting in there because everybody, God and their uncle, thinks the Buffalo Bills are going to win the Super Bowl, including everybody on e- in ESPN is backing the Bills. I don't know if that is a good sign or a bad sign for the Bills, but I just remember their initials do spell, boy, I love losing Super Bowls. What are your thoughts of the AFC East? Gosh, well... There, there's a lot of change and a lot stayed the same, right? I mean, we're starting from the top. The Buffalo Bills, the Patriots, 
two teams I don't see really changing from what they ended up last year to this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Bills loaded up some more running backs. I thought they had five already. Um, Now they probably have six with the addition of – with the addition of their rookie uh, running back. So they got Moss, they got Singletary, and then they got, uh, not the tip of my tongue, but they, they drafted them in third, fourth round, I believe. Yeah. Um, but Josh Allen is a well-oiled machine. Uh, so I think the Bills are the favorite for a reason. Do I think there's a ton of value betting them? Probably not. Because no. I think this division is going to be kind of sneaky. I think it's going to be a sneaky division. Nobody's loving the Dolphins. Um, Dolphins loaded up. Tyreek Hill um, instantly changes your offense. You know, brand new coach. They can sneak in a few wins versus the Bills. Patriots can sneak in a few wins versus the Bills. And then my New York Jets. Probably not going to sneak in a few wins, but I'll give them one unlikely win. Uh, for the AFC East. So um, I'm staying away from, you know, taking the Bills too seriously as the division winner, but they're, they're the favorite for a reason. So take yeah. that with your salt. Yeah, I think we're on the same boat on this one. Uh, the two teams that I, I didn't want to pick the Patriots because I felt like I'd have a little bit of bias on that one. Um, I, I do think the Patriots are going to be above average. So, okay, that's kind of like where I'm sitting in my head because I don't know who their offensive coordinator is. The Buffalo Bills. It, it seems like God and everybody thinks they're, they're already in the Super Bowl and uh, every uh, person up and around Upper New York is uh, already uh, taking their uh, making their plans, booking their hotels, yeah. knowing that yeah. they're, they're going to be there. It's like it's the stupidest thing ever, especially when everybody on ESPN just basically says Buffalo Bills are going to win the Super Bowl. You can't, Why would you say that? It's like it's the Bills. So. The Bills didn't really make any changes that I see that I saw, except for like you know what what you just mentioned about the running backs. Just James added Cook. some James depth. James Cook, they drafted him. James uh, Cook, that's very, it. Yep. Very phenomenal player, but um, also they lost their offensive coordinator, right? Dabble's yes, gone. Yes, they did. Brian Dabble, yep. he is done. I believe it is um, next guy in line there. But uh, right, I'm with you though, Guns. I I, I just think uh, if ESPN's talking about him nonstop. I think we got a little bit of a problem. You got, to step you got a little inside, bit of a problem. Back. Mm-hmm. There's a team actually I love in the AFC, and we'll get to that in a second. Because okay. and, and really high on them. Um, so you check the fir- first four games. Uh, I think they're going to be without Trava- uh, Tredavious White. Um, he's coming back from an ACL injury, and that's kind of like uh, I don't know when he's going to be coming back. So at least the first uh, quarter of the season, or even it, he, it's going to be a little bit rough for them because without him in the lineup. That defense is very different. Um, granted, they did add some depth in there with Von Miller, um, which which is a good which is a good thing because Von Miller just basically just jumps on any any uh, Super Bowl contender and just and takes them to the promised land. So, if there's any any positive point for the Buffalo Bills is you have Von Miller on your team, so relax. Um, but this is a team that I just don't know if they're going to carry me all the way to the, uh, it, or, or at least from a value standpoint, from a better, there's no, there's no reason to ever take the bills in any direction to, to win a super bowl, to, to go to the AFC championship, whatever is any future that you have for the bills, the value's just gone. So, so relax on that. 
Um, the team I want to talk about a little bit is though is Miami. So you have a big addition, uh, big free agency pickup with Tyreek Hill. So it gives you a little bit of one-two punch as far as receivers are concerned. And uh, you have Jalen Waddle, you have Hill, but you have Tua Tagalova. I can't even say his name. Uh, Tua Ty Tag of I can. You know what? Tua I'm not going to try. It's Tua. Tua T. Yeah, it's Tua Tag. Tua Tag. We'll do Tua Tag. Um, and then you get a new head coach, uh, a guy that's never been a head coach before. He was, I mean, he's basically just gone through the San Francisco circuit and uh, gotten to that point where, uh, you know, past the offensive coordinator standpoint. And, and I really don't know uh, if if he's going to uh, translate in that environment as a head coach because he's, he's very offensive mind. He's very smart, but he's always been under the tutelage of another offensive mind. So. Uh, you get rid of Flores, and then you, Flores was basically running that defense, and that defense looked great. I don't know if that's going to happen this year because basically they hired within uh, for the defensive uh, co coordinator perspective. Uh, they got Josh Boyer. Uh, basically, I, I don't think he's been a defensive coordinator before, so that's a little bit dangerous on that point. Um, so yeah, for my first pick, getting to my first pick here, I think it is uh, smart – because you have a new co head coach, you have a new defensive coordinator. He's never been a defensive coordinator before. You have Tua uh, with a bunch of weapons that he probably can't use. I like the under nine wins in this spot, and you can get it at plus money. I got it at plus one twelve, and maybe I'm 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 not on the right side of this one because the juice is on the other side. Usually with team totals, uh, the juice is on one side or the other. Right. And that's usually the pick. But I think – I don't really think Miami is going to be as good as people anticipate. Do you agree? Yeah, I think they're going to have some some pretty massive concerns running the ball. Um, their line is uh, decent at best maybe. Um, nothing to write home about. So they're going to have a hard time protecting Tua. And then who's running the ball? Who is right. running the football? Who's running football in Miami? Is it um, – Sony Michelle, is it? Um, I I couldn't even tell you who who is the starting running back for the Dolphins. No, I, I mean if Sony Michelle's there, I mean he's not. They he's just not picked a up Sony Michelle. They oh Raheem Moster is there. A, a few castaways, yeah. a few castaways, castaways starting to a tongue of a tongue of a look. Yeah, it's very hard um, to say. The only thing I think they got going for them is Tyree Kill and. Should that be the reason that they're at over nine wins and the Patriots are over eight and a half wins? So I'll take your under nine wins for the Dolphins, and I will raise you over eight and a half wins for the Patriots. The AFC East, this could be a 2-10 win conference, okay? Yeah. There's there's enough the, – the schedules would align where there, there could be two – you know, so two two horses in this. Uh, our in guest, this, uh, our guest is uh, that's going to be coming up here pretty soon. Basically, just gave us the answer. So yes. Chase Edmonds and Mosfer. Uh, Mosfer, uh, you know, coming from the 49ers, is familiar with the OC. So I really Mosfer. like the the ads there. But I mean, if you're running an offense that you're used to from, uh, you know, a Dan. Uh, God, now now the now my uh, the 
my my brain's not working now with the uh i can help can i help uh, mike 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 mcdaniel so mike, mike mcdaniel is gonna want to he's gonna he's gonna want to run the offense that he's used to with the 49ers and yeah. really i i never really thought of the 49ers offense to be uh a real like heavy rushing team anyway so i think i think he's basically trying to mold it into what he's he's done previously with the 49ers we'll see how it goes well, All right, that yes. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. You, you want to keep moving? I mean, we can keep going. Kyle Shanahan is, is the the person that has that offense running, and just because they pulled Mike McDaniel from the press booth doesn't mean that it, it's all of a sudden going to change everything. But let's continue. That's neither here but nor there. You're absolutely right. He's running somebody's else's offense. He basically takes took the template, brings it to Miami. We'll see how it goes. But let's look at the AFC North here, which is kind of interesting uh, to a certain point because you have the uh, AFC champion uh, in the Cincinnati Bengals there. Uh, you have Baltimore basically at full strength. They added a lot of stuff, a lot of guys in the in the draft. Um, and then you have Pittsburgh that did the same thing as well. Uh, I'm not leaving out Cleveland, obviously, but Cleveland is kind of in this rocky moment uh, situation where I think they expected to be in a position like this, um, probably not 10 games, but they figured six. What are your thoughts on the AFC North? I, I think there's a clear cut favorite again. I think, you know, you have to start with the Bengals. Um, they, they did not, they're not going to skip a beat. I mean, once again, um, you know, you have, you have the, the top players right now at that age group, you know, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow quite possibly are, one and one a uh, for wide receiver one and QB one in the, in the NFL as a young talent. Um, with that being said, I think, I think the Steelers are going to be a lot better than you think. Mm, I think, I think the Ravens are going to be a lot worse than you think. Um, and I think the Browns are going to suck. So I think if there, there's probably one division that I am circling that I do think the closest thing to a lock is the Bengals not skipping a beat. Um, Well-oiled machine. The, the one concern would be defense. Did they load up enough people in the offseason? But I love Joe B coming into this one. Uh, but I, I don't think people should uh, hate on Mitch Trubisky um, slash Kenny Pickett because all they need to do is hand the ball off to Najee Harris – Najee Harris. Um, all you have to do is throw a few screens to Deontay Johnson. Um, and that's it because that defense is going to pick you up. All right. TJ Watts going to pick you up nine times out of 10. Your linebacker core is going to pick you up. So, and also my point on Baltimore is I think Lamar Jackson's contract will be a distraction. Mm -hmm. uh, he already put a Friday deadline and, and the season starts Sunday, um, I think it's going to be a distraction. I don't think I don't think they built up enough people in the offseason and brought over. Um, they don't have a running back still. J.K. Dobbins is is hobbling in practice drills, and they're showing Instagrams of him blocking. I mean, Mike Davis won't cut it, and uh, so I almost think it's going to be like Bengals and and Steelers uh, one and, and two right there. Browns, Ravens are just going to kind of be the garbage pickers. But what do you think 
guns. Enough of me talking. Let me start drinking. You talk. You made you made some good points. Actually, some points that I was like, oh man, I just missed that. Like I was thinking, J.K. Dobbins was going to have himself a damn season, and you just brought up a really good point. I mean, maybe he's not as healthy as people really think he is. Um, I wasn't really focusing on Pittsburgh because of the the kind of the turnover on the quarterback situation. Granted, they got Kenny Pickett. I love Kenny Pickett. I thought he was great at Pittsburgh. Um, the University of Pittsburgh I'm talking about. But I, I just think there is a learning curve there. Uh, now you have Mitch Trubisky. You made a great point with that one. It's like this is probably the best offense that he's ever played around. I mean, he didn't really get any playing time with the Bills. Um, and he had to play with the Chicago Bears that have never had an offense uh, ever. What, since Jay Cutler? Maybe. I'll give I'll – give, that's a little bit of a stretch. Granted, they went to the NFC Championship with him. It's a little bit of a stretch. That is a pre- pretty big <laughs> – that is the uh, uh, Stretch Armstrong of stretches. Uh, but you brought up Cincinnati. And I always bring up the, th- the thing about teams that lose their uh, – uh, they lose the Super Bowl. It's a Super Bowl hangover. There's no one that feels it more than the runner-up. Uh, but this team is so young and so fresh. I just think they can really recover from that because usually you see these Super Bowl teams coming in with just a slew of veterans uh, and guys that have been in the league for probably six to eight years. This is their shot. They don't get that shot. They have to go into the next year, and the motivation is pretty much gone. I don't think the motivation is gone from this team because you have – you have a young Jamar Chase, you have Joe Burrow, and you have T. Higgins playing on a contract year. T. Higgins could have one of the biggest years. And what I, what I said about this, if you're in the prop season totals, why wouldn't you take every T. Higgins over that you could probably take as far as receivings, uh, receptions, uh, reception yards, uh, touchdowns, everything? Because when guys are playing for their contract lives and want to get that Tyree Kill deal, that's when you have to step your game up a little bit and probably he's poking Joe go, Hey Joe, look at me a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Granted chase is still going to get his game. I don't see this offense really dropping off that much. Um, Cause they basically kept everybody intact. still got mixing. They, they actually, what they did to improve, which I like, and this was a problem with them last year, which was kind of remarkable that they made a super bowl. Their offensive line stunk. Their offensive line was absolutely terrible. Joe Burrow was in a hurry every time he made he made throws, and he still made the throws. That's how good Joe Burrow is. A lot of quarterbacks can't do what he can do. Imagine if Tom Brady had that offensive line; he would get he would be out by week three. But we're talking about Joe Cool. This guy won a national championship. He's gotten to the Super Bowl. He's got that little bit of a taste. This guy is going to win a championship before his career is over. Mark my words. They they went and got. Uh, uh, Leo Collins, Karras, Alex Kappa. They basically revamped that line. So we're going to see if that offensive line is better. And if they're even improved, like from a ranking of, I think they were ranked 29th or 30th as far as an offensive line last year. If they even move up 10 spots, 15 spots, this offense is going to be absolutely, absolutely dangerous. So I like, I do like Cincinnati. But I also like Baltimore, too. So I think we disagree on that one. You, you also have Lamar Jackson. I don't think he's going to get a contract deal. I think he's basically going to say, you know what? I'm going to do the Joey Flacco. I'm going to wait because this is going to be my year. But the problem is, is he doesn't have Hollywood Brown. He doesn't have any He doesn't have any passing weapons. He's basically going to have to rely on his feet, and he's going to have to rely on the running back core that comes back healthier than last year. But he also brought up J.K. Dobbins, uh, lipping around, making blocks. So we'll have to look at that injury as it goes he was suppo- further. He was supposed to come back. He was supposed to be a lock to come back week one. 
Yeah. But now like they're they're releasing videos of him like in a simulation and like a simulator drill, like, oh, he's almost back. I, I, you know, they 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 signed um they signed Kenyon Drake, um, a veteran, because they were scared. They're like, we have Mike Davis right now, we have Kenyon Drake. What the hell are we supposed to do? So uh, take that with a grain of salt, but 29 in the chat. I want to say top dog in the chat. Top What's dog. going on, my friend? All right. So, but I want to get back to this here for a second before yes. we go into the next uh, segment. And I think we're going to have our guests come in here in like one minute. So with Baltimore, they had a great draft. They had a phenomenal draft. I don't know how Baltimore gets these players, but they went and got Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame. Yeah. I love yeah. this kid. He's one of the best corners that ever came out of Notre Dame, in my opinion. I've seen, I've seen him play personally, live and not live. This kid is really good. Also, they went and got an offensive lineman in Tyler uh, Linderbaum from Iowa. Iowa just produces linemen, big farm boys. And then an outside linebacker from uh, the college football playoff team, uh, Michigan State Wolverines, David uh, Odebayo. So, yes. so, yes. so this team got better. The wide receiver quorum is also is a question. But with Lamar Jackson – uh, depth at the running back position too. I, I know JK is uh, dealing with some stuff, but I think that's not going to be a problem because they, they have enough running backs in the quorum to kind of carry them along. Um, so I really am a little bit higher on Baltimore than you are. I actually have a play in here. and I think they're going to win the AFC North. And I think it's plus money on that one. So everybody's going to be riding Cincy, but I, I kind of ride that, that trend factor of, uh, you know, I think I think the Chiefs kind of wave that uh, are an anomaly in themselves because they didn't really have the hangover from their loss against San Francisco. But I think uh, Cincinnati may have a downfall, and I, I really think their defense got lucky in a lot of spots last year, and that's going to be the downfall of that team. I think they're going to get a their their offense is going to be fine. It's going to have to carry them along, but you're going to have a lot of back and forth, and you're going to see them lose close games that. Um, will carry over as a chip on their shoulder next season. So I'm looking more Cincinnati next season than I am this season. So that being said, that is the AFC North. I want to bring my guest in from the Action Network. Perfect. You might know him on Twitter from uh, G-Dog, as in D-A-W-G, 5000 on Twitter. And I'm, I'm going to make sure I get this name right. Yeah. I got to speak it like a Russian. Gilles. Yeah. Yeah. Galant is with us to talk a little bit of uh, touchdown props. What's going on, my friend? Welcome to the Dad Boss Podcast. Always drinking the finest whiskeys. How are we doing, gentlemen? I, I was going to say, like, I, I genuinely think I am contractually obligated to have a drink of Jameson every time I come on this show. So cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. I, cheers, I got a cheers to that. I, I got a sponsor right here. Didn't read the ad read today. Make sure we it's get a good drink, though. <laughs> have you, uh, so uh, Jill, have you tried the Jameson orange variety? No, I mm -hmm. haven't. Should I? I don't know. I, I keep getting ads everywhere. I'm on Instagram, <laughs> I'm on Twitter. It, 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 they're, they're attacking me in the state. I would assume it's not to you guys yet, but I wasn't sure. Maybe it was like north of the border first, then it comes down, but. I have no idea, man. Honestly, I'm I'm pretty vanilla when I go into the go into the liquor store here. Uh, I pretty much I just it. I just come in. I just grab my Bailey's. I grab my Jameson. They wow. sell uh, 
They sell uh, green products as well uh, in the uh, in the liquor stores uh, as well. So uh, it's a, it's a one stop shop in the liquor store. Mm-hmm. So so wow. we brought you on here because we want to talk touchdown props. We yeah, want, absolutely. That is your specialty. Uh, you go check him out on uh, the Action Network, if, and uh, he's already written a, uh, a blog. I did retweet it uh, for the people. Uh, you already got Thursday down. Uh, so what is your strategy early in the season as far as uh, picking the, the appropriate guys for uh, touchdown props? Sure. I mean, the first one I would say is the FOMO is real and we all miss it. It was over 200 days of not betting football or NFL specifically. Yep. And that's the, one of the first mistakes that a lot of people make when they come in is that they just got that FOMO in and they want to bet every angle they can think of. And, Again, if you have the bankroll to just throw away, I don't. And I think most betters don't as well. But if that's something that you want to do, again, fire away. I don't want to make betting like not fun. Like I don't want to like tell people like you can't bet this, you can't do that. I'm just, I more tell people about how I do it because that's when what's that's what's been most successful for me, right? So uh, like I follow just like some simple rules, like, and you know, they're the rules, you got to know the rules to break them essentially. So, uh, like one of the first rules that I have is, uh, especially for me, because I'm betting touchdown props pretty much front to back is I don't really bet a lot of guys below plus 200. Now, when we talk about Thursday night, I could tell you about a guy that I did bet below plus 200, but, but the problem was, is that generally when, like as the course of a season goes and there's the lines aren't as sharp for a primetime game, I will say that for this game, Spread, total, props, everything is super sharp for this game. Just as far as like the projections, where the edges are, I feel like the books have got pretty good. And I think that's because they've had now, you know, over a week of sample size of where the bets are coming from and who are they, you know, the the type of money that's rolling in. So the lines are pretty razor sharp to be able to find a true edge, I find. But there are some touchdown score bets that I'm going to – going to uh let you guys know who i'm on for thursday night football but again the the below plus 200 is one of the top rules that i do but another one that i would probably say i'm more passionate about than the plus 200 is i don't ever straight bet guys that have minus odds especially for touchdown scores like just there's just so much very like randomness and variable of like a guy getting hurt you know or whatever else i see it all the time where these guys will have these awesome four-leg parlays you know for a touchdown score parlay three of them hit and then they got the final guy who is the lock you know a camara an ezekiel elliott or whatever you know that is at like a minus 140 and then he just doesn't get in the end zone or he like pulls up lame in the second quarter and then you're just kind of screwed and that to me uh that's just really i've had too much heartbreak from that happening you know in my early years of doing that to just ever want to do that again so i don't want to see people have to go through that if you have the stomach and have the, you know, the, the mental fortitude to withstand that kind of parlay loss, kudos to you or a stronger man than me. I would rather just straight bet my, uh, my bets. Anything over plus 200 is usually my range and nothing straight at minus odds. So you hear to hear it's, it's important when you're doing touchdown props or actually just any bet in general, it's, be, it's better to do straight bets. Uh, then try to parlay everything. So let's talk Thursday night football. Sure. We have the Rams versus the Bills. Um, what what are you seeing uh, as far as the matchups are concerned and uh, what guys are the best to take uh, actually at value? As sure. you said, uh, plus 200 and plus. And, uh, yeah, yeah, Guns. This game has been really interesting too because I had three picks and they all got steamed down pretty much as soon as I put them in. And it was kind of... Well, because you're a sharp. No, I mean, I... I don't move lines like that. Like, again, I, I think 
my influence and my and my uh, expertise is is you know people enjoy it, but at the same time, I don't think I'm moving lines that way. That being said, the three guys that I bet they were all at higher odds initially. I knew that that was a good price, and then they've immediately gone down since. Part of it is, you know, uh, you know Dawson Knox is a guy that I really loved and I, and I still love. Um, but I got him around plus 200 and he was around plus 210, plus 220 at FanDuel like earlier today. And then his contract news comes out and everybody floods the market wanting to bet Dawson Knox. It's down to like plus 150, plus 160 at most books now. So again, I still like Dawson Knox to score. Don't love it as much at plus 160. It's usually the plus 200 range or more that I'm usually vying for. Um, again, another guy that got super steamed. was never even caught a touchdown in his career. Ben Skowernick. Um Second year wide receiver is going to be wide receiver three in this matchup because Van Jefferson, again, this morning gets announced out. The odds immediately fluctuate. And I'm sitting there with a plus 650 ticket. And now he's at maybe plus 350 at some point. Do you know where Ben played? Uh, I do. And only because he is an action alum. I believe he played at Northwestern. That's one of the schools. But where, oh, okay. where did he actually make his name? I, I have no idea. I only know about the Northwestern part because of my, uh, my daughter Dame. Oh, did he? Okay. I, I'm like, again, you remember guys, I came on the show. Like I am super college football casual. I, I like, I, I, I remember Ben. Cause he's got, he's got great hands. He's, he's like a, he's like a great rec- uh, receiver, elusive. Everybody would probably com- compare him to Julian Edelman or whatever. <laughs> like every other white receiver. It's just stupid. But I, I really like that guy, but go ahead. I'm sorry. To interrupt. No, no, no. I'm glad you brought that up. That's a good clarification. Cause I would have walked around being like, you know, that guy went to Northwestern. Like, you know, so, yeah. Um, so really, um, what I would try to say though is with Ben, it, I kind of have an odds cut off like about like plus 400. I wouldn't take him much lower than that again because of the track record. Yes, he was playing more snaps um, when Odell went down and Van Jefferson was a little banged up in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl. I'm just a little worried. There's been times where he, like last year, I know he, you can improve and you can have more chances, but man, there's some times where Stafford laid it on a plate for him and just hands like a frying pan just clapped out of his hands like that. And that's the tricky part of the guys just being reliable. Like if he's going to be throwing it to you, it's one thing if it's an uncatchable ball or you were defended well, when you are wide open and you drop a ball, that just leaves a stain in my heart forever. Like I'm thinking about betting them for touchdown scores. So again, this was an odds play. And even Ben, I, at the plus 650 odds, I still only played a half unit because I just didn't feel great about it. Plus another reason too, is the the less is more attitude that I kind of have, especially in the opening weeks uh, where if a game like this isn't really tickling my fancy, because honestly, like I wasn't really impressed with some of the value and the odds of the touchdown score odds that were coming out because a lot of guys like the, the Rams, they're so predictable with how they spread the ball out that a guy like Cooper cup is at minus 150 or more, you know, Allen Robinson, who I really like and is one of my touchdown bets, um, he's like plus 150 at some spots, but he's around plus 120. And wide receiver two in that offense, that's the reason why I'm on Allen Robinson for this game. So I got him at plus 155 at FanDuel. He's around plus 160 now, maybe there. But again, he might be down to like plus 120 at a lot of books. But part of the reason why I wanted to get Allen Robinson specifically for this game was because it's more trying to get ahead of the value. So with him... Last year, wide receiver two in this offense, which was Robert Woods. I mean, you could say Robert Woods was wide receiver one. It still fits for this analogy if it was Cooper Cup. The point is, is that Robert Woods' odds when he was playing those nine games last year ranged from minus 105 to about plus 115. So in that offense, the wide receiver two usually will have that kind of odds range. 
This time you're getting it around plus 155 for a wide receiver who's probably a wide receiver one. At least he has been up until last year. He's playing with right. the best quarterback. I don't think it's a debate or an argument. His best quarterback he's ever played with in the NFL. Um, and playing in an, a, a wide receiver friendly offense. So if he scores this week, you're never going to see him at plus 150 odds again for the rest of the season. It's going to be Correct. plus 120, maybe less, you know, kind of thing going forward. So I'm trying to just get ahead of the value. So those are my three. So I got Allen Robinson, Dawson Knox, and then I got a half unit on Scal just uh, for shits and gigs. I mean, now at this point, you know, it's almost unbettable if he's down to like plus 250 at some books. You made a good point there about Allen Robinson. It's like you have a lot of these wide receivers kind of changing teams. You have Tyreek Hill going mm-hmm. uh, to Miami. Uh, Marquise Brown is another one that I've, I've kind of put some consideration to. If you ever take a touchdown prop uh, and you have Kyler Murray, it's like you don't know what they've done during the offseason. And that guy was a, a huge threat uh, with uh, Baltimore. Granted, he has to compete with Rondell Moore and uh, DeAndre uh, Hopkins. Hopkins, there we go. Yep. I'm sorry, my brain fried again. Well, yeah. not for the first six weeks because he'll be suspended. But AJ, uh, Green, there you like go. The so the corpse of AJ Green will still be on that field. Uh, so yeah, you're right. And Hollywood will immediately assume wide receiver one in that offense. Right. Um, wide receiver one has been pretty good, but again, usually it was DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, at least when Arizona has been successful, and you're getting around minus one ten to plus one ten in that range. Uh, Marquise, I think, is around like the plus one forty, plus one fifty range, which isn't bad. Again, they're playing the KC defense, not exactly a stalwart uh, from the secondary standpoint. They don't have right. Tyron Matthew there anymore as well. So um, there are a few guys that I'm kind of looking at for this week. Uh, Marquise is a guy that, unfortunately, I just probably won't play him just because he's below the plus two hundred range. You know, that's just yeah, you know, yeah, my yeah. rule. Not necessarily somebody that, like, if you're just doing a one off and you're like, you know what, I really like Marquise's game fire away um but a guy like i'll give you a long shot tom i've been talking about this guy for a while tommy tremble the tight end with the carolina panthers right now he is around plus 700 maybe even plus 800 depending on the sports book starting tight end for the carolina panthers a, a tight end one you're getting him at plus 700 so right there that's already a steal then the next part that i want to talk about with tommy tremble is specifically about baker mayfield So Mayfield, when he plays, generally, and again, this is just track record of being a Cleveland Brown. This may change now after we get some more sample size with the Panthers, but loves throwing to the tight ends, man. Like 10 of 17 touchdowns last year were to the tight end position. Uh, 35%, yes, 34.9, I'll just round up to 35. 35% of all of his passing touchdowns have gone to the tight end position. Now you're giving me a wide risk or a tight end one at like plus 700 for a quarterback who loves to throw to the tight end position against the Cleveland Browns who gave up nine touchdowns, two tight ends last year and had a few games last year where they just got abused by like guys like Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews. Um, Again, I'm not going to put Tommy Tremble in that category of like those upper echelon tight ends, but at the same time, if you're going to give me a starting tight end against this Browns defense, which has been exposed a few times uh, in recent memory uh, by tight end position, I'm going to take it every time. So for me, a plus 700 to me, that's like probably my favorite value on the board. Do you know where Tommy Tremble went to school? I believe that was also Notre Dame, right? That's correct. Okay. Yeah, you yeah, love yeah. Notre Dame. Okay. Dude, I just want to make sure. It's confirmed. Yeah. It's confirmed. Okay, that's you give me. is a Notre Dame fan. Thank you for joining the tribe. We <laughs> accept you completely as a Notre Dame so fan. Gil drops four plays and two of them are Notre Dame players. I know. In the dad bod sphere with this lunatic. 
I'm just pandering <laughs> to the host. It's just what it comes down to. I'm I think trying, that's what he did. Trying to, I'm just I trying to get that's another in. what he did because I'm going to tail those plays. <laughs> I'm going to take the Notre Dame parlay touchdown prop and put <laughs> Ben on there and Tommy Tremble. That's what I'm going to be doing. Uh, I don't know. I uh, your question is, since I am the, the yeah, guy. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yep. I, I, usually I don't like to be in the middle, but you know what? I'm not going to make a big fuss. Uh, this question is for you, Jill. Um, how do you navigate having five possible, actually six, if you include Josh Allen, six possible people scoring a touchdown first as a rusher? Or I guess, yeah, six, six probably, right? You got James Cook. Singletary, Moss, you got Henderson, Akers, Allen. Not so much. Yeah. Yeah, probably yeah. Allen. So are you scared of the rushing attack at all or no? Not necessarily against these defensive lines. I think um, the way that, like, okay, so let's say Buffalo does rush for a couple touchdowns in the first half. Immediately then the Rams are going to have to respond. They're going to be able to run the ball, but – when you get in that kind of position right now, you look at the total sitting there around like 52 and a half, I think right now, maybe 53, depending on, it's going to go up probably by kickoff because people are just going to love to bet the over in this spot. Um, but with that, that to me indicates, okay, we're going to see some touchdowns and likely not a lot of running attack. It's, it's you will see some rushing touchdowns. Like, let's just be real. Like these, both of these teams are very effective running the ball for me from a navigation standpoint, I think it's fair to say, I don't really like if you were to actually like a lot, all the bets and look at the positions that I bet on, I don't bet on running backs a lot. And, and again, it's probably just because it's a passing league, but you know, at the same time, more often than not running back ones have minus odds at best plus plus one ten. Um, running back two, you know, you might get like plus 250 plus 300, not bad value, but again, part of the issue with betting on a running back two is the opportunity is just too hard to predict. Like you, you basically you're banking on the fact that the defense might be able to allow it. It's just, it's what you're almost banking on is basically like a running back one doing all the heavy work, all the heavy lifting gets down to the goal line and then falls over. And then the backup runs it in. And again, at plus two fifty odds, plus 300 odds, which is usually a running back two odds. That's not good enough odds for me for that one type of circumstance. Now, obviously a running back two could just break a run, you know, or whatever, um, that to me, just again, it, from an implied probability standpoint of what those odds indicate compared to what could actually happen, they don't cross-reference the way that I like to bet them. So a lot of the time, what I end up doing is probably, especially if they're a running team, I'd like to look at backup tight ends because more often than not, if you're a running team, you're probably doing, you know, two tight end sets, you know, you're going to be doing pass fakes, you know, whatever else. A lot of time tight ends can slip, uh, especially in the red zone. Uh, or a, like a wide receiver three. And then again, every once in a while, you'll be able to find a half decent price quarterback like Trevor Lawrence this week is another guy that I really like. He's around like plus 450, plus 500, depending on the sports book. Um, I'm just not necessarily as scared of the Washington uh, defense as may, or at least defensive line as maybe some others are. Um, and again, I also think Trevor Lawrence is the type of athlete where he could, you know, lower his shoulder and get through to the other side as opposed to trying to bank on, I don't know, uh, <laughs> you know, Tom Brady or something like that. And again, not to knock Brady. I know the Boston heritage is real in here. Um, but again, there's really only one circumstance that Brady scores and that's from the goal line, you know, like a half yard line and he j literally just falls in. Uh, so those types of quarterbacks, like, again, 
there's like a few, you know, you have the Josh Allens, you have the, you know, Jalen Hurts is a little shifty. I don't know if he would really lower his shoulder, but, you know, there's those three or four quarterbacks that you could trust to kind of do that. But to go back to the original question about the, the running game and how I approach them, more often than not, especially in a game where you're expecting a total over 50, uh, there's just not going to be a lot of running attack in that in that kind of game, at least or less uh, in comparison. So, uh, yeah, like I, I think from a management standpoint, I just uh, not to simplify the answer, but I just don't I just don't bet them. So that's probably the simplest oh, yeah. way I can put it. Good point. Hey, the man uh, knows his system. He stays to his system. Leave it at that. I'm not saying that you people like or people can't bet running backs, or you know, or if you're going to be looking at a starting running back, you can get sometimes some pretty decent value on a multi-touchdown prop against like like last year. Like uh, I remember my co-host Brendan Deeg when we were doing Touchdown Town, like he was all in on David Montgomery to score two touchdowns on the Detroit Lions like earlier in the year because the Lions were just getting gashed on the road just the uh, from the run like road Holton didn't matter um and he scored two touchdowns in the first quarter like it was just like whoa like so and he was getting that at like you know plus 900 odds kind of thing so when you're able to get a running back one at those kind of odds then maybe you want to like look at maybe taking that kind of opportunity but you want the guy who's going to be on the field the most if you're going to be taking a running back whereas at least a wide receiver he could be on the field for 10 snaps and still have a chance on one of those snaps to catch a deep ball or catch a ball on the back of the end zone. You heard it here first. It's like, got to take receivers when you're looking at touchdown props. Uh, the advice from Gilles. I want I want to give you a, a proper plug before you uh, send out because we have a yeah. full board of divisional talk to go on. So where can they find you, not only on Twitter, but also uh, the company that you work for? Sure. So we'll start with Twitter, though. Uh, you can follow me at GDog5000. That's G-D-A-W-G-5000. And uh, as Gunn said, uh, mentioned, I do work for the Action Network. Uh, I have a t- weekly touchdown show that is going to be starting on Sundays at 1030 a.m. Eastern on the Action Network YouTube channel. I've got a weekly podcast that I do, the Action Network podcast, uh, a recap pod and a look ahead pod. That'll, that'll be coming out early Monday mornings. Uh, I'm going to be doing write-ups, obviously, for every primetime game and uh, touchdown props there. And uh, we've got an Action Island show that we're going to be doing every Thursdays as well. So, again, we've got a ton of stuff on the go. Uh, very busy, but uh, I, there's no way that I can complain. It's it's too good. It's too fun. Beautiful. Thanks for joining us, dude. Much appreciated, as always. Love to have you. And always, you're going to be back uh, again during the football season. Thank you, Jill. Now let's get back to the action. We're going to the AFC South. Let's do it. So the AFC South is kind of one of those divisions that has kind of become the uh, the new school AFC East. Yes. Uh, when you look at these teams now, it's really hard to talk about the Jaguars. It's really hard to talk about uh, any, you know, quite frankly, any of these teams uh, in this division. So this one should be brief. Um also, uh, it's funny because I want to get off grid in here just to talk about this. So he mentioned uh, Cooper Cup uh, every week yards over. Listen, if there's something that the books are going to be very keen on is everything that Cooper Cup does is you yeah. need to focus on outside the radar. Maybe even like try to build what Jill just said. Uh, look at try to get the Allen Robinson uh, value as much as possible early on in the season while you can still get it before you lose it. Because if, if uh, Stafford builds a rapport with him, 
that's kind of uh, the overs that I like to look at there. But uh, I digress. Let's go into the AFC South. What are your thoughts, uh, lock bets? Um, so I'm sorry, you said AFC South or NFC South? A- AFC, 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 AFC. Yeah, I'm. I think the Jaguars should put a better product out there. Um, I mean, they're they're coming with with Peterson. They got Lawrence. Um, ATN is back in action, but I don't know what to expect from them. And I don't know. What What are your honest to God thoughts about the AFC? I mean, the I think the only two teams that really talk about is like Tennessee and Indiana, Indianapolis. And the reason why oh, I say, yeah. the reason why I say that is because I think one's going to go above the other as far as the uh, who's reigning king of the AFC South. Uh, because Tennessee has been that God because they've had AJ Brown, uh, they've had Tannehill and they've had King Henry. So in Derrick Henry, so, uh, there's going to be a little bit of change in that because AJ Brown is gone. He went to the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they signed Robert Woods and Austin Hooper to kind of like fill in those voids. I just don't know if that's going to be enough. And also you got to realize with Tannehill, I think he's going to be like 35 or 36 this year. Uh, he's getting long in the tooth. And he's kind of just a serviceable pocket passer that is kind of like used uh, AJ Brown as a crutch as what. And uh, I think this team is kind of on a downhill It's like the, the one thing that I highlighted in here is like, if, if you're looking at season props, anything Tannehill unders, uh, and I'm talking about passing yards. I think he was yeah. bare. He barely got over the hump last year on the passing yards. So you can see a regression in him uh, overall. And that defense can't can't hold a, a candle to to what that offense was, so I I kind of see a regression in Tennessee overall. I mean they're gonna have to basically say Derrick Henry, you're gonna have to run this ball a little bit more than what you're used to, and I I'm not sure if his health will hold out in the season uh, as he gets older as well. So I think I see a regression uh, with Tennessee. Indianapolis, on the other hand, Matt Ryan is the new quarterback. Uh, let's go get another new quarterback Colts. Let's not draft a guy. Let's just go get, let's go, you know, get a guy long in the tooth, a little bit hungry, a little bit poised, still got that arm. Uh, Matt Ryan is that guy. Carson Wentz couldn't do it. Obviously that team was a playoff team that, uh, Carson Wentz basically wenched himself. Rivers couldn't do it. Uh, Philip Rivers did go to a playoff game and played very well against the bills. Uh, but he didn't get over the hump. He basically, well, Super Bowl or bust was that team, but it wasn't with Phillip Rivers because Phillip Rivers, you know, he, he's an he, AFC he had his runner. career without any playoff wins. Maybe one. Who? Phillip Rivers? Yeah. No, Phillip Rivers got to an AFC championship uh, when the Patriots got there. I think that was uh, 2007. Uh, they they got to the AFC championship. I think okay. that's not the only time they've, they've won a game. But um, so – when you when you look at Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan's kind of been to the show. He's been to a Super Bowl. Uh, he was with a bad team, bad line. Now he has one of the best offensive lines backing him. Um, he is older. He's thirty seven, so you got to take that into account as well. Um, is there a resurgence resurgence with him with a new team? I'll tell you what he does have. He has a goddamn good defense. Uh, they they went they lost uh, one of their corners, uh, but they picked up Stephon Gilmore uh, from I think Carolina. Uh, Patriots, Carolina to Indianapolis. Uh, I think that was the path. Uh, 
So that should give me a boost on the defensive side. Plus, that de- I, I think that that core, the defensive line, the linebackers are incredible. Um, I think this team really has some potential. But it's all going to be on the back of Matt Ryan. It's like, are you going to Carson Wentz yourself? Are you going to be the Matt Ryan that we remember that got to a Super Bowl with the Atlanta Falcons? Um, so I'm leaning the the direction of they're going to win the South. Uh, right now, I was like, there's no value in it. But if you're going to take a winner in the AFC South, it's going to be Indy. And I have it's minus 190. I saw. I was like, I mean, you'd have to double down on your bet on that one. And I also the uh, I like the over 10 wins uh, at minus 125 as well. My my one concern is what happens if Jonathan Taylor regresses or gets hurt? And what if Matt Ryan is not the Matty Ice we know and love? And what if Frank Reich is out the door by week 10? Well, that's got, that's where the season – that's one thing that this I forgot to mention. For him. He can't do another one of these shows. That's what I forgot to mention. John Taylor's his running back. Yeah. I was like – so, Number one fantasy player for a reason. They got a great line, fantastic line. They got the, they wear those hats to say run the damn ball. I mean, they feed Jonathan Taylor. So I'm with you. You don't have to give it to Matt Ryan. He in a lot of scenarios, Matt Ryan had to do so much. He doesn't have to do that much this year. No, he doesn't. Just hand, hand the ball Balanced it, offense. Lots of defense. Screen, All right, what's next? Let's let's keep let's, going. Let's do it. Let's do a conference that is super uber competitive, like from okay. team team one to team two, and I'm t- I mean team four. Let's do the AFC West. Ooh. I don't have to say anything else. This is this is a competitive ass division. Everybody's loaded. This is really a, an interesting, interesting, interesting division. What are your thoughts of the AFC West? Where do I start? Um, I guess. Yeah, Denver. I guess the- yeah, the books will start with Chiefs and 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 work their way to the storyline. Storylines include brand new coach with the Raiders. Raiders have some pieces to really compete. The Chiefs defense let them down last year. Russell Wilson is a Denver Bronco. Um, I think this this will be the tightest by far. Um, and I think defense is going to win it. So whoever, whoever can stop Patty Mahomes week in and week out, whoever can stop Russell Wilson will win this division. I don't know. What are your, what are your thoughts here guns? So I, I, I picked out two teams. I mean, I mean, this division is, is loaded front to back, but the two teams I want to talk about are Denver and, and the LA Chargers. So Denver, um, kind of the, 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 the teams that everybody bullied last year because their offense sucked. Uh, they get Russell Wilson to kind of like uh, take away that, that bullying, so to speak. I think Jerry Judy is going to have one, one of his best years as a pro. Uh, so when, when you look at him from a season prop standpoint, I think it's better to just, just hammer overs as much as you can. We're talking receptions. We're talking touchdowns. We're talking receiving yards, all of the above, any, any reception related, thing with Jerry uh, with Jerry Judy I think that's going to be the weapon that Russell Wilson is going to focus on now for the defense uh it's going to be solid they got Bradley Chubb uh they got they picked up Randy Gregory in free agency and they have Patton uh Pat Sertain still 
um, on that defense. So the defense is going to be stout. Uh, you have Russell Wilson in there to kind of help with the offensive side. Uh, but it's going to be a tough division. Uh, they're going to have to deal with uh, the the Raiders, uh, the LA Chargers, um, and and the Chiefs in this one. So it, I think the Chiefs. There's got to be somebody that's got to regress in this in this division, and I think it's going to be the Chiefs. And I think Denver is probably just going to like kind of be 50-50, even with Russell Wilson in that one. Uh, the team that I like in this one though is the Chargers. The Chargers to me are the t- are going to have a great year. They had so many close losses all the way across the board. Um, they, they, and it was more predicated on their defense. Their defense was absolutely terrible. They ranked 26th overall last year. Um, so uh, they, they went to the, uh, the free agent board. They went to the trades. Uh, they picked up JC Jackson from New England. Great corner. Absolute lockdown corner. Uh, the future, uh, you know, I think he's going to have a great year with the Chargers. Uh, you have Sebastian Joseph Day. Uh, from the LA Rams, great defensive, uh, great to addition to the defensive line. Uh, and also you have Khalil Mack uh, from the uh, Chicago Bears. That is th- that the one big problem as far as that defensive concern was the run. They couldn't stop the run if they tried. Khalil Mack can stop the run. He can get those those def- those tackles for losses. He can pressure the quarterback. He can make the reads. I know he's a little bit long in the tooth now. He's a little bit older, but he's a little bit wiser. I think he's going to be a great addition to that team. Needed much needed veteran. I like this defense a lot more. And then you have the Chargers offense. Justin Herbert. The wide receiver core. I mean, there's so many weapons on that offense. Great offensive line. I think this team is poised, ready from a roster standpoint, to make a push to maybe be that team to beat the Buffalo Bills. This is my best option to beat the Buffalo Bills this season. I love the Chargers. I have the Chargers winning the division plus 180. That is probably my lock of the decade. I love this team so much. I don't think, I don't think the, I think the changes, I mean, you can look at the, the Kansas City Chiefs all you want. I know Pat Mahomes is there and it doesn't matter who, who the wide receiver is, but Tyreek Hill was a crutch. That guy moved so fast. He was so elusive and it was a, it was a weapon that he's going to be missing this year. Um, I don't care if Travis Kelsey's still there. I don't care if uh, uh, Hilaire is still there. I think this Charger team has kind of gotten over this hump. And and by the way, they always match up well with the Chiefs anyways. So they can get those two wins. I like this Charger team. I like the I, I don't want to take the the t- team uh the total wins over cuz I think it's at 10 and a half. I just don't like anything above 10. But give me the Chargers all day long. I love this team. Not so fast. Not so Not fast. So fast. You are forgetting about the black and silver, black and gray, the Raiders. The Raiders. The Raiders. They have been lacking discipline, coaching. They've been lacking everything under the sun. A city that would call them home. They finally are in in a soft place in Las Vegas. They're comfortable there. Derek Carr 
it's it's literally make it or break it season. Josh McDaniels has the microscope for him, but it's Derek Carr. It's Darren Waller, all pro tight end. It's Hunter Renfro, a, a perennial all pro wide receiver this year, or I believe it was last year, he was all pro. I don't think anybody stops this team. Josh Jacobs, two-headed monsters, Amir White. The offense should have an elusive year under Josh McDaniels. The Chiefs will not be able to stop them. The Broncos may not be able to stop them. I agree with you the Chargers are the team to beat, but Raiders plus 650 in a very tight conference? I kind of listen. I like it. I'm, 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 I'm sprinkling. Okay. You say plus, wait, plus 600 to win the division. Plus 650. Here's what you do. And I'm going to give, I'm going to give a little bit of a tip to uh, the yeah. people out there as I switch yeah. screens. Let me tell you what you do in these situations. You have four teams pretty much in every division, correct? So we'll talk about this when we get to the NFC real quick, but. If you have a if you have a outright dog like you you just picked with the Raiders and you have the Chargers at plus money, why wouldn't you put them together? Same same unit bet. And you basically you you just fade two teams. So you made you basically made the division a coin flip. Bingo. That's what you do. So you take both in yeah. this situation. I don't hate the Raiders. And I love uh, and I love the Chargers. Put them together. Yeah. One bet, two bets, and at the end, one of these teams win the division. Right as rain. So you basically you're fading the Chiefs, right? Broncos. And the Broncos. Simple. 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 You got the answer. NFC time. The least, the NFC least. They used to call it. I think they may still call it that. Very tough to talk about. You have the Commanders, you have the Giants, you have the Eagles, you have the Cowboys. What are your thoughts of the NFC East? What do I think about the NFC East? I think that I want to say that the Commanders' defense should stop most of these teams. Um, I, but I'm not taking the cowgirls. I'm not taking the cowgirls. I'm taking the cowgirls every fucking year. We're in the same boat. Yep. I'm not taking them. So don't try to tell me to take them. Dak Prescott has used every excuse in the book, everything. Oh, I didn't have my lineman. I didn't have my wide receiver. It's never your fault. It's always your fault, Dak. Okay. It's your fault, okay? And I do not want to hear another futures bet with the, the Cowboys. With that being said, I think I think the Commanders are a dark horse in the division. I don't like the Giants, and I certainly don't trust the Eagles as much as some people. So I just bashed every team, and I think the only team I didn't bash was the Commanders. Uh, take take that with a grain of salt. I think Guns <laughs> has something better for you, though. I'm gonna go grab a beer while Guns goes. Yeah. Okay. So so looking at this spot here for the NFC, so I think it's a two horse race, and I think that the race has already been leaning towards the other horse. And let me tell you why. 
Start with Dallas. A lot of questions on the Dallas side. Big loss, uh, losing Tyron Smith, uh, the left tackle for the Dallas Cowboys. That is a big blindside protection for Dax. Dax doesn't have his blindside protection uh, through the season, especially uh, a guy at the caliber of Tyron Smith. That it hurts big time. Uh, and it also uh, shows in the value of uh, who's going to win the division as well. They also lose Amari Cooper, uh, which is uh, a big crutch for Dax. Uh, that one-two punch with him and C.D. Lamb. So now you got C.D. Lamb uh, carrying the load, and I guess they assume that Michael Gallup is going to be the two receiver uh, with this team. Is he going to be the the good two receiver uh, that uh, I guess is expected of him? Uh, that Amari Cooper left behind. Uh, and also, you got to look at the running back position. The running back position, while they do have depth, who's the number one guy in that team anymore? Is it Zeke Elliott? Because you think it's Zeke Elliott. He's been the number one guy for years now. Um, but you saw the emergence of Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard had a tremendous year last year uh, as the number two uh, and actually played better than Zeke in a lot of games last year. So I think it's going to be a uh, running back by committee style. I think Zeke's going to lose a lot of carries because you want to uh, take advantage of the presence of Tony Pollard, especially if he's playing well. Um, so there's a lot of question marks with this team. Uh, and I'm talking about the Dallas Cowboys. So the I saw that the team total the teams, uh, the the win total for the Dallas Cowboys is ten. I'm not so sure that they're going to be winning ten games this year, especially with losing your blindside tackle. Uh, you have question marks in the wide receiver core. Uh, the defense should be fine. I think I think having Micah Parsons on that team, I think he's going to have a really good year uh, under under that defense, and he's just dramatically improved uh, as the year went on last year. Uh, questions at the running back position and who's going to be taking over that role. I think it's going to be uh, a, a Dallas uh, regression, in my opinion, uh, especially after their brutal loss in, in the playoffs versus the San Francisco 49ers. Give me the under 10 wins as one of my plays uh, for this podcast. Let me give you, let me tell you who's going to win this division. And I know I'm probably falling into the Philadelphia trap. And I know they're going to be throwing ice balls by Christmas and this team's going to stink because all the injuries are going to go off. But from on paper and by roster, I think this is the best team in the division. They go and get A.J. Brown from Tennessee. Now Hertz got, has no excuses. You've got the weapons. You can pass the ball. You can run the ball. Are you going to be the quarterback of the future of the Philadelphia Eagles or, or they're going to have to go and get a free agent next year or go to the draft? That's going to be the question. Offensive and defensive lines are great this year. They look great across the board. They they the fill-in roles are are perfect. That defensive line was great last year, uh, and also I think this is probably uh, across the board. They're accompanied with an easy ass schedule, ranked thirtieth in the league as far as easiest schedule. But every single NFC East team is ranked. 28 through 31 or or whatever it is as as the easiest schedules because the NFC East is is the most useless division in football. Um well-rounded team uh and set up to make a run. I'm high on this team as far as the NFC East is concerned. So I'm I'm actually going to put in uh a play here Philly over wins 9 and a half. 
you're basically just saying who's going to have more wins. I think uh, Philly will over Dallas. And then you have Philly to win the division at plus, at plus 100. So it's even money uh, to have them win the division if you go check your books right now. And I think that is the pick uh, of this division. You ready to talk some NFC North? Ready to talk some Packers? You want to ready to talk some Vikings, Mr. Lockbets? I'm ready to talk about the Packers. Um, when is Aaron Rodgers going to win that next Super Bowl? Is he going to win another Super Bowl? I would say no. I would say no this year. They lose a huge part of their offense in Devontae Adams. And once again, once again, the Packers did no justice for their boy Aaron. They no. did not regroup. They did not get they did not get these veterans like Allen Robinson that was available. Um, they didn't go for any free agents, really. What are we what product are we are we giving America with the Packers? And it's an aging quarterback and a two-headed monster running back scheme. I think the team to beat in this division is the Vikings. And I'll tell you why. Justin Jefferson is going to have a Cooper Cup-esque year. Okay? If he hasn't already. Last year, it was 1A, 1B. Justin, Je Justin Jefferson is there. He is there. Dalvin Cook is back, full oil machine, ready to fucking go. The new coaches in town in Minnesota know that if you want to win a football game, you throw less with Kirk Cousins and you run more with Dalvin Cook. Get the ball to the outside out of Kirk Cousins' hands. The more he holds onto it, the more likely you are to lose. And the old coaching staff did not know that. The tape doesn't lie. Give it to Dalvin Cook. Get that defense is better, and I, I I like the Vikings every single prop bet that you can handle. I think you I think you basically just uh, plagiarized my notes, so I don't think I'm going to add much to this uh, uh, this side of the uh, division. But let's talk Green Bay Packers. You just hit it on the head. Devontae Adams uh, missing from that team went to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. You forget to realize how often Rodgers use him as a crutch. And I'm not just talking about hit, hit him downfield like you would every receiver. He was a red zone threat. If he had it at the five or the three or the two, they would rather have Rodgers roll out and go find Devontae Adams to go catch the ball. He's a big, giant receiver. He, over, he was bigger than any corner that could guard him, any safety that could guard him, and he was faster than any linebacker could guard him. Now they have to go back to a little bit more balanced offense. They have to go to uh, A.J. Dillon. Uh, they're going to have to go to Aaron Jones. Those are going to be uh, uh, key changes in the offense. I think they're going to have to basically take the ball out of the, the hands of Rodgers, at least in the red zone, and uh, going to have to use a power back like A.J. Dillon uh, to score touchdowns, which, by the way, uh, check out A.J. Dillon's season uh total touchdowns because i think that's going to go up dramatically i think that's 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 probably a good season prop as i'm like you know talking this out in my head so 
going to the Minnesota Vikings, uh, you made a good point. And I and I said and basically I have this highlighted, bolded, underlined. The success of the Minnesota Vikings is completely predicated on a hundred percent healthy Davin Cook. Without Davin Cook, I question the success of the Minnesota Vikings. They need him every single which way. Cousins is a coin flip every single week. If you put it in the hands and you make him the the guy that you have to rely on game after game after game, you will find yourself failing at the end. Davin Cook has to be healthy. You You have the offensive weapons. You have a great offensive line. You have Adam Thielen. You have Justin Jefferson. You have an offense that is perfectly built to be the be- arguably the best offense in the in the NFC, maybe even the NFL, as long as everybody stays healthy. But we'll see how that goes. But I'm with you on Minnesota. The best value to take in this division is to take uh, Minnesota win total overs, take them to win the division. I saw them at plus uh, 240 right now. Great, great value. You think it's higher? I mean, if you found it another book higher, I think this team is a three. I I can't imagine this team not being successful in that division. I think there's a regret. There's too much of a bias on Aaron Rodgers staying with the Packers. I know he's a winner. I think the Minnesota Vikings are going to get over the hump here uh, and and win this division. So I love Minnesota. Also, may I add? Division- and I love the dome you're in right now. May I add the division total wins? Can you hear me, Guns? Yes. Yeah, I'm with you. Division total wins, three and a half. Wow. Plus 135. Wow. Book it. Oh, my God. That is a book right there. Plus 135. Make sure you write that down for the write that down on your sheet for the recap for Can you imagine? We're gonna put that on we're gonna put that on the graphic. Over three and a half division wins plus two sixty to win to win the division. Okay, so you have a better number than I do. I had plus two uh two forty. Yeah, that's what I was trying to tell you. I was like, oh no, I see something better. All right, so so you have plus two sixty. Of course, I don't get the I don't get the same books that you do because I live in Maryland and they don't want the apps to work by football season. Those bastards. Yeah. Um, oh, I like it. Hey, listen, when we align, when guns and locks aligns, it's like it's all good in the hood. I'm gonna all good see if hood. I can get the fist over on. Wait, I gotta go this way, right? There we go. The other way. The other way. <laughs> go the other way. There we go. All right, we hit the fist. That is an alignment. Minnesota Vikings to win the division in the yes. NFC North. Yep. Last but not least, before we end the podcast, we actually made a good time on this one. Way better than we did with the college. I think it was just we're not talking about every team. But in the NFC West, I have a strategy for you on this one. But I want to pass it to you. What are your thoughts of the NFC West? I think the NFC West, there is a new sheriff in town and he's from he's he he has spent a lot of time in florida a lot of time and his name is not tom brady oh not the buccaneers you know what i let's let's stop there i forgot a division i'm sorry oh. 
I want to do the NFC South first. Oh, that's what I thought we were doing. Yes, yes. No, you were on okay. the right page. Let's do NFC South. I said yes. NFC West. My yes. fault. Let's go NFC NFC yeah. South. The NFC South has a new sheriff in town, and his name is the well-oiled machine, Jameis Winston, and the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints, I love every prop bet on Jameis Winston. In the Dome, he's, he's now year three in this scheme. Lot to prove still. Lot to prove but he's got the talent. He's got Jarvis Landry, who's a brand new free agent they gave him on a silver platter. Jarvis Landry has not had a quarterback like this since when? I mean, Baker Mayfield was throwing ducks to him. Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas is going to be healthy. Alvin Kamara, all reports that I'm seeing is he's playing this year, then he's going to get suspended. And the defense is damn good. And they play in the dome. Tom Brady doesn't know what's going to hit him as a 45-year-old. I love the Saints in this division. Plus plus 310 to win. Um, I also, I don't even want to tell you what I did with Jameis Winston. Um, I peppered a few prop bets for him that if you want to let me, if you want to know what they are, just DM me. But I love the Saints. How are we feeling, Gunsy? Um, I think, I think the team to take as far as values concerned is the saints. I think if you look at, uh, I think people, uh, are really, uh, against Jamin, Jameis Wood Winston on all facts, but you, I haven't really seen him play with the saints. Like I'm talking, when I say I haven't seen him play with the saints, I haven't seen him play for like a full season. I want right. to see a full no, season right. of Jameis right. because I saw him with Tampa. And I know what he can do offensively. Granted, granted, he did throw a lot of picks. He took a lot of risks. But he had LASIK surgery. He says, I can see now. I want to see what the LASIK does. Does that change his game a little bit? He can't, you know, he had a, he had an injury last year. Uh, ACL, MCL, or whatever it was. That, that makes some changes there. But he, he's very loaded with some young talent. And you forgot to mention who they drafted as number one. In the first round, and I'm talking about Ohio State's Chris Olave oh, is going to be yes. his receiver as well. You mentioned Jarvis Landry. I know Michael Thomas is not going to be playing for a while. Uh, he's, I, no, I, no, he's going to be back sooner than you think. Well, as far yeah, I, I think that's kind of like a, in this weird realm of like, is he playing? But it doesn't matter because I, I think Jarvis Landry is great. I think Chris Olave is great. Um, the offensive line should be intact. Uh, the defense had a little bit of a drop off. They they got rid of uh, one of their you know heartbeats of the team. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. One of the corners or safeties or something like that. So he's, uh, he's was it gone. Lattimore, Marshawn Lattimore? No, it wasn't Lattimore. Uh, it was uh, t- it was a two name guy. I can't think of it now. I, I mean, my brain is in college football and NFL. I can't remember everything. But uh, Winston, I just need to see a sample size. But I think from a value standpoint. You're not going to take Tampa. I think there's a lot of animosity in that Tampa locker room between the coach and Tom Brady. Tom Brady a little bit older. He's he's not staying around for uh, uh, preseason. He's taking leaves of absences. Yeah. I think the rumor I've heard is there's some stuff going on with him and Giselle. I, I could yeah. be wrong. 
Yeah, I read I, People Magazine just as you do when I'm shitting, so I, I got the periodic. It's not even got- People's Magazine. I mean, listen, you just go through your Twitter feed. Someone will retweet something from, uh, uh, what is it, Us Magazine or something like that. Yeah. You know, it's a Kardashian article, and it's Tom Brady. So I, I don't. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, so I, I think you have, I mean, you have Sean, you have Sean Payton's absence looms, looms large. Uh, with that team, Drew Brees, same same thing. But I think the turnover is going to be uh, something that you want to jump on early before you jump on it late. And I think yeah. if you're going to jump on some value, that's the team to pick. I don't think Carolina is going to uh, make any like drastic moves. Uh, I know Sam Donald's not the quarterback anymore. Uh, it's it's going to be Baker Mayfield, uh, and Atlanta is completely in a rebuild motion in itself. Um, so if there's anything that you should take in there is that I would say team total, uh, I'm sorry, win total over on the saints and then just have it, just take a flyer on them to win the division because, Hey, I don't know where Tampa is at right now. They, they're coming off a playoff loss. I don't think, I don't think Tom Brady really, and I hate to say it cause he, he's a, a godsend to me as a Patriots fan, but I think he's getting a little bit long in the tooth and, and for him to return, I think that's really been a detriment to the success of any team at this point. Um, he should have retired when he won the Super Bowl with Tampa. Uh, was it two years ago at this point? Yeah, I'm with you. Let's let's go. Let's go, Saints. Uh, yeah. I, and when I, I say I, go, you got to spell it G E A U X. Yes. Saints. Yes. Right. Yes. And and admittedly so. I'm all over Jameis Winston maturity. I think he's a different guy. Went 14 touchdowns, three interceptions in the limited work he did for seven games last year. Don't forget. People forget that with Jameis. 14 and three. Okay. He was a hot commodity and he did not have the talent he has this year. So I'll tell you what I did. Yes. I'll tell you what I did take. And it's naughty. It's a naughty bet. But it was way back when. I'm scrolling. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Jameis Winston to lead the league in passing. (laughs) Passing yards in the dome. Chris Olave. To uh, Michael Thomas, to Jarvis Landry, to Taysom Hill. Say uh, Kamara. Don't forget Kamara. And, I, and Kamara. And I took it back in June. I took, oh, no, took it. No, I took it May 12th. May 12th. <laughs> okay. I want to hear what, what this one is. I, I'm, I'm excited. And I put $80 on it. It was at 9.40 p.m. on a Friday, I believe. So there's bevies. There was bevies. You know, 25 beers. I put $80 on it to win $4,080. That line has since plummeted to 25 to one. That's perfect. So you want to talk about value? I love Jameis Swinson. He's a good friend of mine. I'm all in. And my one prop bet that I'm cooking. Alternate total wins because DraftKings will give that to you. 
plus 155 over nine and a half. This, this division is soft as a baby's bottom. It's, it's very swished. It's a lot it of questions. A lot of and questions. If, and if Tom Brady, if he, if there's any inkling of drama down there, and they start, if they beat Tom Brady twice, and they beat Baker Mayfield twice, and they beat the Houston Texans, all those guys, we're going to be looking at a good win total for them. Hey, you know what? I think we're, I think we're seeing this division clear, as Winston's seeing life clear now. Correct? Yes. Exactly. Make sure you write the you you made some great picks. Yeah. Just write them down because we want to put this we want to put this yeah. on the uh, the uh, the graphic yes. when we send out the picks tomorrow. I love. I'm backing them. I'm not going to make them my plays, but I'm I I approve. Yes. This is guns approved. I, I I am I am very hyped on on the Saints more than I was five minutes ago. So I'm sold. Let's go. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's go NFC West, which is an, another exciting division in itself. You have the Rams, you have the Cardinals, you have the 49ers, and you have the Seahawks. What do you think of the NFC best? I mean, West. Oh, the NFC West. NFC West. Um, I mean, I think I think it starts with the Rams. I think it. I think the Cardinals are on the 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 tippy tip of the cusp. You know, I think they're they're they've been pushing. I mean, um, I I am actually selling the 49ers. I think their offseason was a little bit trashier and sluttier right. than most. Yep. Um I think this could be a, a repeat for the Rams, but I have a sweet spot in my heart for the Cardinals if they could just get their defense up a bit and protect your quarterback more. If you protect your quarterback and get and get a better defense, I'm all in. But uh this is a Rams division through and through. I don't see him slowing down. I, I love their backfield. I think they have two, two of the most elusive runners in the NFC uh, with Cam Akers coming back and he's healthy and you still have um, D'Angelo Henderson. Like, and like Jill was saying, Allen Robinson has never had a quarterback like this. Never. He's played for the Jags and the Bears. <laughs> Dude, does everybody remember what Matt Stafford did with the last obnoxiously tall, large, wide receiver he had went to the Hall of Fame. Megatron. Alan Johnson. Allen yeah. Robinson could, could get that Megatron attitude. He has that build, too. Maybe not as strong, but tall. Yeah, yeah I can see that. He's got that deep, that deep threat. Also, just larger-than-life you know, build. I mean, he's 6'4", 6'5", easily, right? Six three. Yeah, he's a he's a bit he's a lanky. He's a, big, he's a big man. So when you got a corner guarding him, who, who are you cooking on in the NFC West? So I, I think the teams to talk about in this one, and this is strategic, and we've already kind of like talked about our strategy a little bit when we talked about the AFC. So you got the Rams. Uh, you know they lost Vaughn Miller. That, that's a tough one. Um, 
but they still have Aaron Donald. They still have Leonard Floyd. Um, and they added Bobby Wagner from the Seattle Seahawks, which I love. I, I'm a big fan of Bobby Wagner. I, I think he's a leader and I think he's a heartbeat to a team. And that God damn it, that guy wants to win another Super Bowl. So he, he went to the Rams and, and I, I kind of praise him for just, you know, leaving a team that his heart was in Seattle. He went to L.A. and he went, he's like, I, I'm at the end of my career. I need to make a push. Um, big boost in the linebacker core. I think a little bit of a downgrade on the on the pass rush. Um, but I don't know how that affects the total defense. I think I'd rather have, if you ask me if I'd rather have Vaughn Miller or Bobby Wagner, I would probably rip my hair out and shoot myself in the face because I don't know who the best player is uh, out of those two. Um, you mentioned Allen Robinson. And I think uh, getting rid of Robert Woods and getting Allen Robinson just kind of changes the dynamic of that team because that they had too many speedy, elusive guys that just could catch the ball, great hands guys, but you never had that tall receiver that could go catch that lob pass uh, on a one-on-one. On a one-on-one, you have Allen Robinson now, and this is your shot, Allen Robinson. You have your quarterback, you have the team. Uh, you don't have the pressure of being the number one wide receiver anymore. Uh, so you're going to have a lot of one-on-ones with the corner or safety or, or line, whatever, whatever it's going to be. Th- this is your shot. And I think he's going to, he's going to execute that. Cause I, I believe in Alan Robinson. I think he's a great wide receiver. Uh, even when he was playing for bad teams, he was the guy and uh, seeing him at number two is absolutely dangerous uh, for anybody that has to face the Rams questions on the, on that. I keep hearing loom on, on reports about the injury status of Matt Stafford. I wonder if it's something with his arm or something with his shoulder or uh, like he's, he's having some difficulty. I think they're giving them, I think they're giving him the future hall of fame treatment. I mean, you know, like the, I think, I think it's all bullshit is what I think yeah. it is. It's like smoke it's, screen, smoke screen. They're just, they're just saying that. Granted, I'm getting, I'm getting this information from ESPN that is off the Rams bandwagon right. and has jumped on the bills bandwagon. Cause I love Chris Berman and let's get, I can't wait to get in my Thursday pick by the way. And uh, so do I think the Rams are going to be as good as they were last year? I think it's level to down. I think the competition on the NFC West side, there's just hungrier dogs in that, in that fight. And I'm talking about the 49ers and I'm talking about the team I'm going to talk about next is the Arizona Cardinals added Hollywood Brown. So this offense under Cliff Kingsbury, Cliff Kingsbury wants to pass. He wants to build an offense that predicates the offense that he wants to run. He has the quarterback. He had, he had enough weapons, but he was missing parts and pieces. So when he gets Deandre Hopkins back, he's got, he's still got Rondell Moore. He's, and then he adds uh, Hollywood Brown to the mix. So that gives him that deep threat that they're looking for that speedy guy that can get down the field. Uh, on a play wasn't, Wasn't Hollywood Brown a mess with the Ravens? He was still a weapon. He never never got up to where he's supposed to be. So, so let's look at two quarterbacks as a thrower. Do you think who would you rather have? If if I was a receiver that could just run really fast and get down the field, who would I? Who would I rather have the ball thrown to me that would get me the ball? Would it be Hollywood Brown? I'm sorry. Would it be Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson? Kyler Murray. There you go. 
And I and I I say that because he has a little bit more touch. I'm not saying Lamar Jackson can't get the ball down the field. I just I just question his accuracy. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. so you have Kyler and, and and people forget this about the end of the season uh, on Kyler Murray and everyone really shit on him at the end of the year, which is kind of stupid. Do you realize he's playing on a he was playing on a bad ankle for the like the last like two or three weeks of the season. So so put yourself in his position. Yeah. What when you're trying to do a three-step drop, plant your foot on a bad ankle and making throws. You can't, it's tough. And you're asking, you're asking a guy that to do that uh in a playoff game when everybody's ravaging like to 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 take you out, knows about your injury and is going probably low on you. I think you got Kyler Murder. Murray healthy, and I think this offense has gotten better, in my opinion. Granted, they need Hopkins back, but I think I think what you're going to see is you're going to see a, a, a Cliff Kingsbury playing his. If he doesn't improve this season, I think he's out. In my opinion, I think he's uh, he's got his he's a rat back against the wall. He needs to have a season. And I, and I, and that's called, that's called getting past the first round of the playoffs. That's getting further into the playoffs. And I think this may be the year that he can do it. Defense really didn't have a, a, a back step. That defense was really good last year. They did lose Chandler Jones. So that, that kind of hurts them a little bit, but I think with the draft and everything like that, they just got younger and they got a little bit fresher on that end. And Chandler Jones was getting a little bit long in the two. So they had to get rid of him. Um, it's winter bust for Cliff Kingsbury. And for the value that you get from them winning the division and you combine that with the Rams and you say, fuck the 49ers, you can get the Rams at plus 123 and you you may have a better line than I do on FanDuel. Combine that, put one unit there and put one unit on the uh, Arizona Cardinals plus one, uh, 415 to win the division. And you get yourself some profit because I think one one of the other is going to win the division. I love that. I, I, I love that that tip as well, Guns. We do not want to put all of our eggs in one basket. No. We don't want to put, we don't want to put all of our beers on one bar. No. You got you to diversify, brother. Diversify your bonds. Yes, yes. So I love that. Um, I'm all in. I, I also agree. How many times did we watch Kyler Murray step back third and four? Poor guy's got a bum ankle. And it's like engaging. Everybody's fucking coming for him. And that's how the game ended a lot of times because the line could not protect him. And he's he's pouncing around as best he could. But I'm with you. I think Cliff Kingsbury, if he cannot turn around this ship with one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, I keep saying that term, best quarterback in the NFL, but he's up there. Kyler Murray is up there. You know, if you're if you're drafting a fantasy uh, roster and you're you're a coach and you you need to pick up a few quarterbacks, I think he's top three. You know, based on age, experience, speed. Yeah, but but again, it's a health factor. You you have to you have to keep yeah. yourself health healthy and, and and hopefully from a coaching standpoint I'd want to have a QB coach to be like hey 
we don't need you to go and get that extra yard. We don't need you to go. Yeah. It's like, we need you to protect yourself because we need you. You're, yeah. you're the guy that's going to carry us to the, to the, and, and I hope with, uh, with time and now he's a veteran, I think he might be in his third season this season. I, I'm pretty sure. This uh, is this season, be four? Maybe. Yeah. Third or fourth or whatever it is. Could be four. This guy is a baller. And we, yeah. and, and, and people want to write him off what happened in the playoffs. I'm like, yeah, he's playing. His ankle sucked. So, Did they pick up any linemen? Um, I have to go back and look. I I was trying to figure out if if they if they actually improved the line. I I have to suspect that they did it on the draft, and I I just I, I'm unaware of what they did for the changes. But I'm sure with Cliff Kingsbury, his focus is offense. It's it's his defense is kind of like you know we're good. They got web. I mean, shit. Their their secondary is one of the best in the NFL. I mean, yeah. with uh, uh, who, who's that guy that got who got clipped by uh, um, a Seattle wide receiver? I can't. God, my brain work doesn't work that way. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, I'll figure it out later. But but I mean, they still got uh, him. No. Um, no, he played for LSU. Long. He went to. I think he played for Patrick LSU. Peterson? No, Peterson's with a different team. He's long is he yeah. retired? It, Patrick Peterson can be retired. I don't even know what team he plays for anymore. If he does, it, no. it may be nobody. Um, Not Tyron Matthew. No, he plays. No, for he's with K, KC. Right. Right. Yeah. No more Ellis. Right. I don't care. It doesn't matter. But it doesn't okay. matter. Whatever. Um, yeah, I'll, th- I'll probably think of it when, once we go off air. But still, I think the defense is going to be fine. Um, and I, I really think that, like, People are overvaluing the 49ers. I don't trust Trey Lance. And I think it's best to just pick the LA Rams and, and the Cardinals and just ride it. If there's any two bets that you make as a future division winner, those are the two. Um, I don't really have a Super Bowl winner because I don't do that. That's not my game. And I don't pick uh, – I think if you pick a team in the AFC for value, pick the San Diego – I mean, I'm the uh, LA Chargers. And uh, other than that, I don't, I mean, the NFC, I don't really care. Um, We got to get a a prediction though. All right. Let you, okay. Do you want to go first or I'll go first? Cause I'll just do it. I'll go first. I will go first. I'll do gun to the head. I have the Vikings. No, I don't. No, I don't. Yeah, I'm trying to figure this out myself. I, 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 I see. This is what I was like. I, I'm a week to week guy. We're two week to week guys. We're not. Future you know what? We're, we're gonna leave you on a cliffhanger because you know what? It's impossible right now. I mean, you know what? Here's what I'm gonna do. At the end of the season, regular season, I'll make my I'll make my Super Bowl picks, but I'm not gonna make them now. And I, I no. don't think you. I don't think anybody in the in in the uh, that anybody that listens to this podcast or any other podcast should ever do because the value of of the teams that you get uh, for the Super Bowl, especially with the expanded playoff, you will pretty much get the same value uh, at the end of the season than you do in the beginning of the season for the most part. Yeah. I think you're taking a risk uh, taking anything now because of injuries and everything like that. At least when you can get to January. That's, I think, where you make your futures. Um, we have the Thursday night game. 
We have the Rams. We have the Bills. Who do you think is going to come out on top on the Thursday night NFL football game? I'm going to preface it like this. There is 10 home dogs. 10 home dogs this this weekend. I don't know if the lines have shifted a bit. Wolf. But there is some disrespect looming. A lot of disrespect. I am going to be taking the Rams. Plus two. Book it now. I'm a first half guy by nature, but I don't even want to to let this one loom. It's just, it's plus two. I'm taking the home dog, not even thinking about it. What about money line? With a sprinkle on the money line, correct? Yeah. I think we, you know what? That that is a dad bods collab. And uh, I post that too. I'm on the same thing. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think the emotions of the Rams winning the Super Bowl, I think they're good. You know, everything, the pomp and circumstance and everything that happens during that point, you're getting, you're getting so much value. When you watch these Thursday games, I can't think of a, a a time and maybe my brain doesn't go back that far. You're right. I know. When has not the, the reigning Super Bowl champion come out on Thursday night and not won the game. You know what I'm saying? And nothing leads me to believe that I, I know they're playing the Buffalo Bills and everybody and God and their uncle thinks the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl. But what have the Bills done to improve other than lo- lose in a in a position that they shouldn't have lost in the uh, AFC Divisional, by the way? Let's not forget, everyone thinks they went to the AFC Championship. They did not. They yeah. lost to KC in dramatic fashion. If there's anybody they're pissed off at is, is KC again. They're not pissed off at the Rams. There's no motivation there. They're going into a road game. Uh, versus a team that may be missing Von Miller. Who cares? Bobby Wagner's going to be pumped. Aaron Donald's going to be pumped. Matt Stafford's going to be pumped. They're going to have one of the best secondary receivers in the in the in the NFL this year with Allen Robinson, and you're going to see it in that game. Everybody's healthy. I love the LA Rams, and I'm not. I don't even need the spread. Give me money line. No. Left, right, center. Left, right, center. Money line. Money line, left, right, center. I mean, I'm a first quarter, first half better, you know, with the best of them. I have – I get antsy, right? I want to win each quarter and each half. But the play is to take the Rams, take that key, throw it out, because we just gave you that lock of Thursday night football. It's It's the gun locker. It's the gun locker. Collab of the day. I'm gonna yeah. post that in my on my Twitter. I'm gonna clip this, by the way, and put that on there. That Good. is the dad bots. And by the way, dad bots VIP. Just go to the link in my bio. Yeah, and get in for free. Absolutely free. wide open. Wide open. Wide you think open. We, you think we only do NFL now? Think lock bets only does NFL and golf? Does baseball? Just college football? Yeah, I do college football. I do NFL. I do MLB F5s. So much betting, folks, and the door is wide open. Come on in. Join us. Just tip us at the end of the month, and you can stay in as long as you want.
That's going to do it for Dad Bod's podcast, episode number 94. Till next time, we'll see you for episode 95 with more fun, bullshit, and banter. Peace.